Yo, what's up? It's Aiden Jones here, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday. As I get my thing out, that I fucking realize that I left there, so I don't know the date. The twenty first of April, and the year is twenty twenty, and we're still in coronavirus lockdown. It doesn't really feel like lockdown anymore, to be honest. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, baby. You know what? I almost prefer the second cup of tea from a tea bag to the first. This is my, um, this here is my tea that I have with breakfast. Um, and that tea bag is, I, I always do two uses of the tea bag because I fucking drink so much tea. Um, I say like it's some sort of vice. It's just hot water. What the fuck is tea, to be honest? Like, I, I drink this Australian afternoon tea. Um, that's what it's called. There's, like, English breakfast, and this is Australian afternoon, and it costs $11 compared to the $5 English breakfast tea bags from Woolworths. But I feel like it's nicer. I don't know why I feel that. And normally the first bag tastes like just like a normal English breakfast, but this second one, when it's weaker... It, there's something to it, man. I don't know what it is. I couldn't even tell you what the difference is, I don't reckon. But I like it better. I think I've been marketed too, maybe. The box is orange, not red. And so I'm, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a bit more subtle. <laughs> it's uh, just a little less obnoxiousness to this uh, particular variety. I have... I reckon I can't taste a difference. I reckon I've been fucking had here and I've just realized. And you know what, though? I'm going to keep buying it because now I've, I've like, boxed myself in as that I'm the guy who likes Australian breakfast tea. It's me, man. It's just, like, it's part of my identity, you know? <laughs> oh, oh dearie me. But the second tea bag is fire. Oh, God, it feels good. I feel fucking good today, dude. Oh, we went out as a household yesterday and got Hungry Jacks. That was our, our little evening outing. Um, I reckon we've been had by Hungry Jacks marketing-wise as well. They sent us an A4 sheet of full of vouchers. What is that when a, a company is just going to send you that many vouchers? It's like... We know we're coming into a time of uh, oh, heavy competitive like action in the um, fast food industry. So we're just going to send you just vouchers for every single thing. Like that's pretty much what it is. There's vouchers there for every single meal that you could possibly get. Um, all different family meals and vegan shit and everything. And they're like, we'll send these A4 sheets out and if... If if one in five houses uses one, that's fucking a massive boost in sales for them. And um, so we did, man. There was me, Blake, and Liz, and we went to the Hungry Jacks. We drove out there last night, and you're supposed to use one voucher. <laughs> Imagine if when you yawned, you started crying. <laughs> Imagine if a yawn was somehow, if it brought up like past childhood traumas and... Because it's inevitable, the yawn, isn't it? For me, anyway, they're overpowering. They just come like waves. Um, imagine if, like, you... I mean, I'm not going to... I was about to say, imagine if and then say, like, a specific awful thing that might have happened to you while you were yawning. Why would I say that? Why would I bring up 
Why is that the joke that I've thought of? Okay, I am going to cry because of a yawn. Why is that the thing that has come into my mind? Why have I just yawned and straight away the thing that I think of that's supposed to be funny is like, imagine if you cried <laughs> when you yawned. How is that a joke? <laughs> I just, I've just yawned. And straight away, my mind has gone to imagine if you were a person who has had some horrific childhood trauma visited upon you in your youth, so that now, as a fully grown 29 year old adult man, you still to this day would cry every time you yawned. It is funny, though, isn't it? <laughs> imagine having a bad life. Imagine that. Oh, how absurd. <laughs> I'm in a fucking good mood, man. So there's Hungry Jacks, we get there, and the vouchers are supposed to be one per, like, visit. So if you're coming with a crew, is it one per visit or one per person per visit? I don't know, but we did, just to be sure, we, uh, Blake and Liz drove the car. Oh my god. If you're that person crying when you yawn, you're fucking having the worst time right now. <laughs> Imagine a person who had to make a horrific joke every time they yawned. <laughs> um, so they drive the car around through the drive-thru and use one voucher. I walk in and I use the other voucher. So we both, both vouchers are for like 20, one's for 25 and one's for $20 meal. So they're like big, you know, four burgers in each thing and some nuggets and chips and drinks and one of them is a bag of cum. Fuck. Get your fucking focus, Aiden. Mind, matter, strength, physical. Um, here's what made me think that we've been had by Hungry Jacks is that when I went in there and I put the voucher on the table, on the counter or whatever... And the girl is like, you know, <sighs> the girl is um, ringing up my order. I just say, I just want this and I've got this voucher. And she rings up the order, applies the discount and I'm going, oh, how much discount is it? And she's like, what? And I'm just like, you know, how much? She goes, that's right. She goes, do you want a large or a medium? And I'm like, yeah, go large. And she's like, oh, that's two bucks extra. And I was like, yeah, okay. How much money? I'm pointing at the voucher. How much money did I save with the voucher? And she's like, well, it's just large. It's like two bucks more. So, you know, it's that's why because it's large because that's not on the voucher. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I don't care about the two bucks. I don't even care really how much money it is. I just want to know how much money did I save with the voucher? And she's like, um, oh, it's two dollars. And like, I just, I think there's a big miscommunication here. And, uh, to my great shame, I put that down to her not being white. So I was like, oh, she mustn't understand me. But then her voice was like, she had perfectly clear English speaking voice. So for a second, I was like, oh, maybe that's that. But then I was like, no, it can't be because she's speaking normally. So why doesn't she understand me? So I go in for one more try and I'm like, oh, it's it just how much money. I want to know how much money off of what it would have been do I get because of the voucher. And I put the voucher on the on the receipt machine there, like in front of her. 
And because I'm like, now, oh, maybe she hasn't. But no, but it's worth the same as what it says on the voucher. And she's like, no, uh, yeah, it's $2 for large. So it's extra on top of what the voucher would be. And it's like, oh, God, we are really so far apart on how we're understanding each other right now. So I just go to leave it and she finishes and I'm like, how is that? How the fuck has that happened? How have you misunderstood me so much? Three times. I'm pointing at the voucher. What have I said? What's going on here? I'm thinking maybe I'm out of touch with the youth. Like she's probably fucking 16 or something. She works at Hungry Jack's. Maybe she's just not on the ball. Maybe they don't normally have to talk to people because there's not a lot of people coming in in person. It's just delivery shit. I don't fucking know. And she puts it all in the till and it comes up and then she just, as she walks off, goes, oh, you saved $10. And I'm like, that's what I wanted. How much would the meal have normally... I don't even know why that matters to me. It seemed like she was kind of weirdly questioning, like, why does that matter to you? This is just how much it costs, so that's how much it is. But I don't... It's not about that, is it? I don't know how much Hungry Jack's costs. Like four burgers and some chips and two drinks. I don't know what that's... Isn't that wild? I don't really understand how much money that's worth. Because like a burger, sure, but it's not a proper burger. It's a Hungry Jack's burger. It's not like a burger that you would get like at a pub or in a restaurant or a burger that you would make at home. It's a burger from Hungry Jack's. And I don't know how much that's worth. Like, is that worth two bucks, three bucks, five bucks? Five bucks? Two bucks? Three bucks? Five bucks? I don't know. I genuinely don't know what the value is of that. I don't know what it's made of. I don't know what the process is in making it. Fuck, that's crazy, isn't it? Something about gardening that gardening is teaching me is the value of a thing. Like, you see something grow from the ground... You see how much the tree produces and you get an idea of how much, all right, so my tomato plants produced this many tomatoes for like three months. So now I have a bit more of an idea of how much land is required with tomato plants filling it all out to grow tomatoes to fucking make tomatoes for people. So I have a bit more of an idea of the monetary value, the time value that would go into something like that and like the different ingredients or like the soil and the water and the sun and whatever that goes into making that shit. So I have more of an idea of the value of stuff. And you go, okay, well, if, 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 if that's how much tomatoes you can get on my little area of backyard, then it's like how many square meters of tomatoes would it take to feed like a town or whatever. And then once you have that calculation in your head, then you're like, what area of land does it take to raise one cow and how many burgers can you get out of a cow and wheat and whatever, all the shit. But with Hungry Jacks, I don't fucking know what is in... I genuinely don't... Like, if you told me there was newspaper in that burger, like, actually, last week's newspaper was fucking cut up and shredded and 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 dyed brown and made into a burger, I wouldn't really be that surprised. That's insane. I don't know what's in those fucking burgers. And so when that lady was asking me what, like, well, not when she was, it felt like she was asking me with her, like, confusion. It felt like when I was going, how much money did I save just then? 
it felt like her being confused was kind of like her way of going, what do you, it doesn't matter, man. Like that's how much it costs. So you just, that's how much it costs with the voucher. Without the voucher, it would have cost more, but that's not the situation that you're in right now. So why do you care? And the reason I care is because I don't know what goes into Hungry Jack's. So my valuation of the product is in part determined by how much it costs. That's fucking wild. Like I'm getting four burgers and two drinks and some chips and it's costing me $22. And in my head, I'm like, well, normally this burger would cost me. Cost me. I start crying. Every time I hiccup, you start crying. Imagine that guy. What a weird guy. Um, so yeah, like I go in my head, normally a burger might cost five or six bucks and I'm getting four of them. So that's already $20, $24. So I'm, everything else is like extra for free. But at the end of the day, Hungry Jacks are still making money. It seems in my head like I'm getting more value because of the voucher, but I wouldn't have gone to Hungry Jacks without the voucher. I would have just stayed home and cooked my own fucking burger with the mince that I literally have in the fridge. But instead we went to Hungry Jacks. And uh, the real kicker was when I left the receipt on the... Uh, when I left the voucher on the receipt thing on the on the printer, she walked away and didn't take my voucher. And then I got my food and I went into the car and Blake and Liz got their food. And Blake was like, how sick is this? They didn't take the voucher. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> they didn't take my voucher either. It almost seems like they don't care about the vouchers. It's it's almost as if all they care about is the fact that we came to Hungry Jack's and the little bit of paper that they sent us in the mail to remind us that they exist. Yeah, that was that was their fucking move. Their judo flip on us. We were going to go to KFC. That was Blake's original idea. Let's go to KFC. And then we had the vouchers and we went to Hungry Jack's instead. KFC should have sent out vouchers, mate. Oh, I slept like a fucking baby last night. <sighs> Normally, so I woke up at 7.30. I went to bed at about 11.30 and I woke up at 7.30 to go to the toilet. This is crazy, actually. I've been thinking about this all morning. It's What's the time now? It's 11.38. I've been mulling this over for about two and a half hours. Really just uh, just rolling it around in the old <coughs> noggin up there. Um, I woke up at 7.30 to go pee and I went to bed at about 11.30, maybe 12, like 12 at the late, I wasn't conscious after midnight last night and I woke up at 7.30 to go pee and Liz was in the kitchen and I walked past her and was just like, oh man, I think I slept all the way through and, uh, I went to pee and then I went back to bed and I passed out again for another hour and a half and woke up at nine. And got up at night. Like I saw that the time was nine. I was like, fuck. And got up. Because I don't like being up that late. And uh, I've been thinking about how normally when I sleep, if I go to bed at midnight, I'm getting up at 6.30 to pee. Or maybe 6 or maybe 5 or 5.30. Or somewhere in between 5 and 7. I'm waking up to pee. And then I'll normally sleep for another hour, hour and a half. And get up at 8, 8.30. And, uh, because of that, I think genuinely because just because we ate Hungry Jack's last night 
and like I was pretty full and then we sat around in the kitchen for another two, three hours chatting shit but that was the food that was in my stomach. That put me to sleep just for a whole nother hour, that food. How fucking crazy, is that, I don't know if anyone else finds that interesting at all but that's so wild to me that that food is just so heavy duty, it's dense for you fucking touch a burger from Hungry Jack's. Or McDonald's, KFC, uh, probably the same actually. Yeah, 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 fucking the same. What am I talking about? You touch a burger from one of those joints and it's like a sponge. It's thick. There's no air in that burger. It's just dense food matter and grease and sugar and fat and salt. And uh, it knocked me out for an extra hour. Like... The fact that I went to pee and then went to bed for another hour and a half, which is normal, that hour and a half, that means that it, it my whole sleep wasn't stretched out. There was just an extra hour on the start where I needed to process that food before I could actually get into my proper sleep. And that's what kept me asleep for another hour until 7.30. Oh, man. It's really pretty fucking scary that that's the shit that's going in my body. Bill Burr talks about that all the time. And so I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't want to be Bill Burr. <sighs> it was good, man. Hungry Jacks for dinner last night. Ah, oh, my fucking status and carnations are dead from my, um, in my garden. That's a bummer. Oh, maybe I'll do that as a video. Maybe I'll do a video about like respecting dead plants. Learning from the mistakes of I've been I've been really getting into backyard bitch this week. I'm trying to take it a bit more seriously. My thoughts around it is like um, I was playing that game. I had to delete Civ off my fucking computer, man. Civilization Six that I downloaded once for eighty bucks and then downloaded again on Steam because I was going to play with my brother for another sixty bucks, and that was in the course of two weeks, and then. <laughs> And I fucking deleted it on Friday. I just had a rush of like, oh, I can't do this. No. Um, oh, maybe I'll fucking get it again and only play it with my brother. Because I was going to play with my brother. That was the whole thing. Maybe that'd, oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I just, I'm only allowed to play with Dan. Otherwise, you fucking do not play that game. Maybe that'll be a nice little unwind for me. I just play a fucking game with my brother. Anyway, I had to delete it because I was playing, dude, I think in the first, and Steam tells you how much time you've spent playing a game. So it was like, I think 25 hours on the Steam one that I downloaded. That was in like a week. I played like 25 hours. Um, yeah, it was too much. I was up till 2 a.m. a lot of nights just playing fucking Civ. I can't be doing that to myself. So... Um, yeah, I deleted it and I've decided to try and put a bit more energy into Backyard Bitch and YouTube and filming and doing all this stuff because I realized my attitude towards the lockdown was very much like, oh, I'm just waiting for comedy to come back and I'm sitting around and waiting and downloading Civilization was my way of kind of telling myself that I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm just waiting. I'm killing time and it's like... Why are you killing time, man? What, because you're throwing a big tantrum because fucking comedy's gone? And uh, am I just going to laze around the house and not doing anything and just waiting until my favorite toy comes back? Like, it might be 
it might be a month, it might be three months, it might be six months, it might be a year, two years, who knows when comedy's going to come back. So I need to just fucking find a new thing. And when comedy comes back, I can do that again and I can do the new thing. I'll have two things. And um, so my idea is YouTube. I'm like, all right, I've had this idea, backyard bitch. I'm doing videos about gardening. I'm enjoying gardening. So what can I do? My process and the work that I put into stand-up is I've, I've been telling myself for years, ever since I moved to London, I realized about two years into comedy, I realized that you've got to write every day. If you're going to gig every night, I've always been someone who I've wanted to gig every night because gigging is the thing that I like. That's the part of it that I really love, being on stage. And uh, to do that every night, to justify doing that, I have to write every day so that I've done the work in the day to make the gigging at night more fun because if I don't, then the gig just feels like I'm saying the same stuff I said last night. But if I've written some stuff in the day or worked on some bits or changed something or just put some effort into thinking about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it, then the gigs at night are more fun. So the writing is the work every day that makes the, the at night thing more fun. And with this video shit, I think the bit that I really enjoy is not really being in front of camera. Being in front of camera... I think the bit that I enjoy is the editing. I enjoy seeing the stuff that I said to the camera and piecing it together to make it into a coherent whole. But to have stuff to edit together and create those videos, I need to be in front of camera. So being in front of camera in terms of video stuff is kind of analogous to writing in terms of stand-up because it gives me the raw material that I need to then do the bit that's fun and create the finished product. And, um, so I've decided I need to get in front of the camera every day and I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't think for the most part, um, maybe there'll be some bits that I enjoy, but I want to get like, okay, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to also be a bit more planned in the way that I construct the videos, like having, you know, shots like that one or two minutes of me talking to camera there and every time I want to talk to camera, if I'm talking about soil, I'll get the stuff that I need to say and then I'll say it and I'm going to make a rule. I'm going to do 10 times every single time. I'm going to say the same thing to camera 10 different times. So I get comfortable in saying it. So I learn it a bit more and then I find maybe some ways to kind of say it funny. Um, 10 times is the rule that I'm giving myself. And uh, that comes from uh, years ago when uh, a fucking hacky old comedian <laughs> tricked me into giving him 50 bucks to have lunch with him um, to get, like for some comedy advice, you know. Um, the one thing that I remember from that comedian's advice was when you're trying to write punchlines, if you're, he didn't say punchlines, he said jokes because he clearly he didn't even understand the own advice that he was giving. Oh, who am I to say that? Maybe he did, fuck, whatever. Why am I being aggressive to this guy? Because I'm resentful that he got me to pay him 50 bucks for some bullshit. Um, I remember he said, say you're trying to write a joke about books. Write down 10 things about books that you can think of. Uh, they've got pages, they're square, they're made of paper you write down your thoughts in them, you write your name on the front, you used to have them in school, that's six, uh, what's four more things, uh, they might have one of those little bits, like the bits of fabric to keep what page you're up to, um, 
Sometimes they're really big and heavy. You might stand on one to go reach something in the cupboards and you might throw one at your dog when you're upset with it. Right, so the first few of those things are just descriptive shit about books, but the fifth or sixth one, you start getting away from the normal stuff that you know about books and you start thinking a bit outside the box. And by the end, you're really thinking outside the box because you just want to finish the list, you know? And by the end of that list, I've thought of throwing a book at my dog because I'm upset with him. And that may not be funny, but it's definitely weird. And that's kind of the place where your brain goes, you know, or standing on a book to get something out of the shelves, like that kind of shit. And in much the same way that your brain works in going through that little puzzle, I think it'll be the same with videos. As if I film me talking about one aspect of compost three or four times will just be me getting the material out and then after that I'll get bored and I'll try and change it up I'll make it a bit different and hopefully film something that's kind of funny and that can go into my videos I'm very excited for that I got some cool ideas I think um, I've got some ideas that have made me laugh anyway and whether I'm going to be able to pull them off and execute them in a way that there's a couple things with making videos I think first of all it's being able to execute it in a way that is true to the idea that I had in my head. So one of the ideas is um, talking about compost, go out into the garden, do the dig and drop method of composting that I've been doing where you dig a hole in the ground and then you bury the stuff. And then digging up one of the holes that I did like three weeks before and finding the worms that are going through and breaking all the compost down and like thanking the worms. So like hold a worm in my hand and I'm like, thank you so much for all the work that you've done. I think that's funny, you know, um, there's, yeah, to like thank the worms and be really sincere and there's that. And then if I can get the video to be the idea that I had in my head, the next thing is figuring out who would watch that video and why and then how to market the video to that or to like to make it appeal to those people. I'm thinking a lot, doing a lot of thinking for a change. I don't really think that much that often, do I? I think all the time. I can't stop. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, oh. What's another idea I had? I had this idea. Let me try and talk this out. I had this idea with grass because I was looking up... Um, with grass, there's like a lot of weeds in my grass with like broad leaved, leafed, leaved, broadly leaven bread. There's a lot of bread stuck in my grass. There's a lot of leaves in there. Uh, a lot of leaf. Fuck. And I'm almost out of tea. Mmm. Mmm. Fuck off. Um, don't want to spill any tea on the carpet. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I've got my grass and there's a lot of weeds coming through and I want to get those out, but I don't want to be in there every day pulling them out by hand. So I was looking up, are there other ways? And apparently there's been one study where if you put sugar on your lawn, um, the microorganisms in the soil will eat sugar and grow. And in doing so, they also feed off nitrogen. So they'll t take a lot of nitrogen from the soil and lock it up in themselves. And so for a few months there, your soil will be quite low in nitrogen until the sugar runs out and these microorganisms die off and they're not so big or whatever. There's not so many of them. And um, in my head, a microorganism is just like a little fat fucking 
like a little dog, like a tiny <laughs> microorganisms are just tiny little dogs. And when you put sugar in there, they get a little bit bigger. Um, <laughs> that's the level of my imagination. I can't, I can't even imagine anything else. This is big dogs and little dogs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, once they stop being all swelled up from all the sugar, they release the nitrogen back into the soil after like two or three months or whatever. But... Um, while there's low nitrogen in the soil, the weeds use a lot of nitrogen and the grass doesn't, doesn't need a lot of nitrogen. So the weeds are stunted in their growth. The grass gets a chance to accelerate past it and hopefully gain a foothold on that area. And um, I was reading about that. So it's like, all right, maybe I'll spread sugar on the garden. But then I did a bit of more reading and apparently that study is only on native vegetation versus introduced species. It's not actually for lawn grass. So I'm going to get some sugar and I'm going to get some regular grass growing weed killer stuff from the supermarket, put it on half and half like a haircut and, uh, and see how they grow. And then I was thinking, well, what other forms of sugar could I put on the garden just to test, you know, if I could put jam on the garden, that's got sugar in it. Maybe that'll be something or like a cake. And then I thought a cake and then I thought of candles, birthday cake. And I thought, well, rather than go and buy a cake and put it on my lawn and waste a cake, maybe I could just trick the weeds into thinking that there's going to be some sugar, some cake coming and they'll get scared and they won't grow. And, you know, because that's them being like, well, maybe if we don't grow too much, then he won't bring all the sugar and starve us. So I thought the way to trick weeds into... And this is me really getting pretty close to going insane, I think, this idea. If I could trick the weeds into thinking that I'm going to put cake on the lawn by putting candles around like it's going to be a birthday cake, then they would be scared. And then I just thought, candles, why don't I just put a curse on the weeds? So I think actually I'm going to bin off that whole connection of cake and sugar. Does this make fucking any sense to anyone at all? Fuck. I mean, yeah, this might be a tenuous link. Basically, I just have a vision of me casting like a spell on the weeds, like being in a circle full of candles and reading out some sort of Latin curse on the weeds and, you know, maybe that'll work. Anyway, the point is, I've had some ideas. Ah. <sighs> I think I'm running out of energy, aren't I? I, was, I had so much energy at the start there. and I mean, the time's done, but I feel like this is a bit of a whimper to the end of the podcast, and I, I don't really want to go out like this. We ain't going out like that. We ain't going out like that. We ain't going out. This song, I am going to go out like this, actually, because this song that I've found for the pod today is so beautiful. Um, it's called Turiya and Ramakrishna. It's by Alice Coltrane, who does share a name with uh, John Coltrane. It was his wife for four years until he uh, died suddenly, which I didn't know anything about any of that, but they knew each other for four years and were married very quickly and he died. They made some music together, um, but she had a, a long and prosperous career after him, evidently. And uh, I was just listening to an episode of the Guardian uh, Today in Focus podcast and um, the most recent one, they were talking about culture in the coronavirus epidemic. And 
what um, I was thinking it would be more of an analysis of how culture is changing, but it wasn't that. It was what cultural things can you consume if you're bored at home, books, music, TV. And uh, evidently the... Dad, dad, no, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, if anyone wasn't triggered before, you fucking are now. God damn. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I actually suck as a person, I think. <laughs> Um, evidently, <laughs> um, the, uh, Guardian music blog are doing, uh, like, you know, classic musicians that you've always meant to get into, but never have, where do you want to start? And, uh, she was one of them and they played just a snippet of this song on the podcast to be like, this is an example of one artist. And it was like literally like two or three seconds of this song, but it was enough for me to be like, what the fuck was that? And I looked it up and this song is, um, they obviously picked the most played song of hers to put as a little snippet. So this is her like by three or four times the amount of plays, most played song on Spotify. And it was incredible. So that's what I want to play you guys out with. It's Turiya... And Ramakrishna by Alice Coltrane. Um, thank you guys for listening this week, man. If you've been tuning in on the video stream, thank you so much for checking that out. Go and check out my Instagram channel, um, Aiden Jones Comedy, or Sitting Under Podcast for this podcast. And uh, go check me out on YouTube uh, for the Backyard Bitch videos that I've been talking about here. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. This has been Aiden Jones, Sitting Under a Tree. Peace. Peace.